Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I forgot to close that door. Um, Well, okay, I'm going to say my name and then you're going to say your name. And you're going to go shut the door. Yeah, but if I don't come back, you're going to say welcome to the Jacob and Ian podcast. Okay. Okay, I'm Jake. And I am Ian. And I would like to welcome back to the Jacob and Ian podcast. (laughs) Did you hear that? That was a mean sprint. (laughs) I've never done that much exercise in my life. That was, wow. Wow, I, I hit my I hit my hip on the side. I felt of the that door. you shook the whole uh, podcasting. Oh booth. my goodness! I'm Sorry. just kidding. We don't have a booth, but a booth. We're in a <laughs> we're in like some type of recording booth in a yeah. high rise building in Atlanta, <laughs> getting paid, dude. Could you imagine? That'd be so much fun. That'd be terrible. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, we're talking about today. Uh, well, since it's November, we wanted to start a new. Uh, new thing, but we're also yeah. only doing it this week. So yeah, so <laughs> um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about thankfulness today. And how uh, we have some underrated, thankful thing or things that we should be thankful for and we're not, or we're thankful for it. We just don't recognize it enough. Yeah, there's a lot of things we don't think about. But yeah, so we we have a couple of things season. we want to talk about. Um, but first, I want to talk to you guys about uh, what we talked about in church today. Yes, it because is Sunday, November third. It, it fired me up, and I I got to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is. Here for me to the be outlet. erratic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, where do I start? Okay, so let me let me preface this at by not okay. So not coming. To, I didn't come to church for like two weeks. Yes. Okay. I made fun of him I, relentlessly yeah. for it. And it was it was really stupid. Would do. <laughs> it, it was stupid to me because one one week I was just lazy and I didn't go. And then I had a like a genuine reason for the next one, but still, it was like I haven't been to church in two Maybe. weeks. Maybe we're not. Still Maybe sure. <laughs> there's there's no proof of that yet. Um, but for the past couple of weeks, I mean, maybe a month or two, I've gotten really complacent, very apathetic. I, I just felt like I was cruising. You know, I, I there was no there was no fire that I usually have inside of me. You know, so I came back and I listened to this message and. What he was talking about, it, it definitely wasn't directed at me. It's not like, no, you, you know those no. things where you listen to a sermon and it's like, he's talking to me. It feels, yeah, there's a, a lot of times. It, it wasn't. It, it didn't feel it. I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. I, when I heard it, I was like, this is what the church needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, not just, you know, our building. I definitely, but, yeah. I had that thought, too, actually. Ken, he, our pastor Ken, he... So tell him what they, he talked about. I think that was a good time. Yeah, I probably him. should say that. <laughs> I, I feel like it's just because we know it. He talked about he he talked about Haggai and we were we're talking about the the minor prophets and we're just going through Haggai in this series three, right? yeah three weeks yeah okay Before and then what we'll go through a next another one and we're starting uh, we'll go through Thanksgiving and then okay. Christmas and stuff, well so, we're, yeah. we talked about Haggai and in Haggai it's it talks about how the Israelites got complacent and they got uh they just stopped doing what they had to do because yeah, they're supposed to be rebuilding the temple yeah they started and then they stopped yeah pretty much <laughs> and and god was pretty upset about that and he called them these people made a big big deal uh, deal about that because yeah, they were still his people but he didn't yeah, call them that these people yeah um i thought it was funny he said uh get your children under control that is pretty true. funny yeah um not that we could relate but <laughs> <laughs> but his whole uh his t- whole tie-in thing was people get complacent in their faith people uh people stop doing what they started because yeah, it's not prioritized it's not prioritized yeah. either because mm-hmm. it's it's hard you get complacent or you get distracted yes and when i heard that i was like man that's it's true i mean i've gotten very complacent in my faith mm-hmm. and i got very convicted I, I was like this is really serious 
So I, I typed this out to uh, some of my friends here. Um, and we, I, I, I listened to it and I was like, when was the last time we started something because we were passionate about it and then stopped because, quote unquote, the time wasn't right? Like, mm-hmm. it, like in uh, Haggai 1 2, it, it says, um, Thus says the Lord of hosts, these people say the time has not come to rebuild the temple. The time's not right yet. Mm-hmm. How many times have we we sat down and we we wanted to impact change? I know for me, I want to change the church. I want to I, I want to be that spark that that initiates the change in, in the church and where it is right now mm-hmm. and how I mean, I guess you could attest to this, how apathetic the church has become mm-hmm. and how it's just become this this Baptist street corner, like, Oh, it's Sunday morning. Let's just go. And then you come back and yeah. it's just stupid. Like we're not, we're not fully engaging in what we believe in. Mm-hmm. And I believe I, I am a firm believer that this generation is the generation that is going to change that. I, I have heard that multiple times throughout this year from multiple different people saying the same exact thing. This generation will spark change in the church whatever that means and i think that when it comes to this generation we get very apathetic and we get very complacent in our faith when it comes to uh when it comes to sparking change like we want to do something about whatever and once it gets hard or once we forget about it or we have more things like we prioritize more things like Mm -hmm. i prioritize work and school over over reading my bible i mean that's what i've been doing for the past month and a half and I I had a reality check I'm like man I know what I want to do and I just haven't been doing it mm-hmm. and this 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 church or this um this message was really put a reality check on me it was like mm-hmm. I need to start working on this and I think the uh how I do that is one by the band that I'm in Nature of Adonai um it, it's so cool that what we're doing but I feel like we just get complacent really quick and what we're doing is is great, but when it comes to you know spreading the word and sparking change, is it it dies really fast. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm not just talking about the band; I'm talking about a lot of people, like in our generation. We're just like, mm-hmm. I want to do this, 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 and this. That's yeah. it. Doesn't even come. It doesn't even have to be about faith. Mm-hmm. Like I want to do all these things, and then the next week you forget about it. Yeah. Could you could you agree with that? Does that even make like? No, I. I had the same the same kind of thought process with it too, because what what hit me when he was talking about it and talking about prioritizing spiritual lives and things like that is like wow, like the people who probably need to hear that the most are the people who aren't here because they're not prioritizing. You know, like it was kind of yeah. almost an oxymoron, but um, I I wholeheartedly agree. And just where we're at now of you know just. I mean, it is a general apathy almost. Just like you go to go, and then you um, everyone is get is what you get out of it. Yeah, and it's just move on to the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing really deep or moving in it. Um, but but there is something deep and moving yep. in it every week. And I think that if you're really intentional about it and are taking time to really think about it, there's something big that can happen every single Sunday. And we just I mean, we had to be more intentional about it. And he. Uh, he talked about distractions a lot and just how distracted we are as a culture, which I think is, um, I've come to believe over the past year probably that is like the number one biggest thing, like hindering um, 
this generation and our faith is just we have so many just opportunities for distraction mm. that it can just mess with us and get in our mind and just you know completely change where we're going we can be going down a good path and then all of a sudden one little thing pops up on our phone and we're down a rabbit hole for yeah. 30 minutes and it's terrible but um but at the same time you know there's so much good that can come from that and you know so there's that side of it too and i get that but um it's just yeah it's hard to see i think and it's hard to watch every sunday and just with people that i'm close to it's like man like they they get it and they really understand it and they're great people and they they know what they're doing but it's like they're just they're not present you know and they're they're not not putting anything to action yeah and that's not a call call out of anything or anybody it's something we do too i mean i know just with i mean like jacob talked about we're both in college and it's just it's so easy for to just not prioritize it and to just not um spend the necessary amount of time every day like i mean like i think about myself like i try to give myself like 30 minutes like every day like i'm gonna spend 30 minutes in the bible but like i think but even then when i think about it like why do i even like have to tell myself that like i should be going and going and going and like having to stop myself and not like the other way around like let me get to this 30 minutes because there's definitely multiple days in a week where i'm like all right i just need to get to this 30 minutes and it makes me feel better yeah but it's like why am i doing it just to make me like act like i'm checking off a goal so um i think that's definitely definitely true i thought about the message just in terms of college and um you know college is looked at sometimes at this time where you know you don't have to put the priority on your faith like as you're going through college like it's not that big a deal like you'll get out of college and you'll go into work and start a family and that's the time to get back invested in the church and you know be there every sunday yeah but i don't think that's right i've never really thought that was, i never understood really once i became um into my faith i never understood why like we tell people that like Mm -hmm. why do we like tell these kids like as they're going off to college like all right now go have a fun time in college and it's like we expect to just be like all right see you later in four years when you graduate and you'll be back coming to church but like you know i don't i don't know it's weird that we do that but we do and i don't really like it and i would like to change that thought process well one thing one one other thing is when i uh I, when I went to go play drums for that church that la- last weekend. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, um, I, it was, um, I forgot the denomination. It's like the church, is it Church of God? Is that a de- denomination? Church of Christ, Church maybe? of Christ, something no, like church that. Church of Christ, but yeah, um, Church of God probably too. But it was it was that, well, we went to one of those churches, and there uh, it was it was their college ministry. We played for their college ministry. And I... It was crazy because I, when I heard the guy talk, he had he was he's a good friend of mine. Um, but when I heard him speak, I, I maybe heard him speak maybe once before. But when I see him get on stage, he has such energy and passion behind what he's talking about, and he gets that energy and puts it on you and on the listener and who you are, uh, who he's talking to. And I, I've never I'd never really experienced that a lot. I never have an experience where there is a pastor who's projecting his energy onto you to get you as passionate as what he's talking about because usually every like especially at, at churches that i like baptist churches and stuff it's always come down come come inside sit down drink some coffee you know listen to the sermon get mm-hmm. up leave that's yeah. like 
that's like a step-by-step process it's very formal and it's very just like a checklist Mm -hmm. and uh like when we were playing the spirit was moving in the place and the the speaker his name's matthew he came up and he didn't want it to stop so he said you guys just keep going just keep going we're not going to stop because we were we were so in it and Mm -hmm. and we didn't want to leave it so that energy really made me think i'm like this is what we need to be doing. We need to have this energy mm-hmm. all the time. And we can sit here and we can talk to each other about what we need to do and what we should do and what yeah. the church should do, but that doesn't do anything. Yeah. We need to find like concrete decisions and and execute them in a way that sparks change. Mm-hmm. And to the listeners who are listening, I am telling you, find something to spark change in the church and do it. Mm. And for the good, don't do don't do anything. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Don't, uh, scripturally, like yeah. read the scripture and find what that church does, and make your church do what that yeah. what that says. Yeah, and I agree. And let's let's keep going with this because I think that too part of the part of the thing is we're in we're all kind of grown up and raised. You know, we have lots of options. We have a lot of choices, and we have lots of different ways we can go with our life and routes we can go on but we're not taught how to make decisions really Mm. like we're not really taught like hey this is this is how you come to a decision and like stick with it it's always like well you have another option like if you have like i mean like fallback plans like you like if you really think about it think how weird like fallback plans are plan b yeah and like plan b's and like things like that like if you really sit down and start thinking about it and again, maybe it probably won't be as weird because we've just grown up that way. Mm-hmm. But we take the time, a chunk of time usually, to list out and plan out a backup option in case the first one fails. That's setting yourself up for failure. Like time that could have just been spent on the first option, right. which is what you want to do anyway, mm-hmm. truthfully. But instead, we take a chunk of that time out and construct this master backup fallback plan. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's like, and I mean, I'm not ragging on like, I mean, like we should, you know, be able to, if something like goes it's wrong. It's good to be prepared. Like, it's pre- preparation is not yeah. wrong. That's not what I'm coming against. But we just like, like expect things to go wrong. Like we expect yeah. things to, you know, not work out. And we just don't really know how to, make decisions because we're like oh well there'll be another option yeah and it's like yeah that's fine but like if we're not and this goes back to priority is like we're not prioritizing the right things because we're just like oh like i have this i have this and i have this and i have this and it's like yeah but if you're just doing 50 different things like on a level playing field Mm -hmm. like that's not accomplishing anything really yeah like but you know genuinely taking time spending time and prioritizing the right things can do like way, way bigger things. I feel like. Yeah. It, yeah, it will. And it does. I, I think that is it's super important that we pri- prioritize the gospel and what it, what it says and follow what God laid out mm-hmm. for us in mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. And when it comes to churches, I think of two things. I think of community Mm-hmm. And I think of uh, 
what is the word spreading uh, grow growth i guess yeah. spreading yeah not not growth of the church or mm-hmm. in the church it's like spreading the name yeah, I guess. yeah. spreading the name of jesus like going mm-hmm. out evangelism and that's important spreading the name of jesus not yeah. the church right that's a good distinction evangelism <laughs> and community yeah and a lot of people are very focused on the community part and they're not evangelizing and a lot of people are evangelizing and don't have any community yeah and and there are, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to rag on any, any church. I mean, yeah. every church is doing what they have to do, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm just saying that the Bible has, has, it tells us how to, how to have a church and mm-hmm. what the church is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we are straying from that. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not yeah. what we need to be doing. I think to me, that's like what you said about the gospel. That's one of the biggest things I think that we're not thankful for enough. Mm-hmm. And don't think about it enough, and that's something I've really tried to reprioritize. Oh my gosh! Um, yes, every yeah. every time I'm every time I'm teaching, I'm going to teach on Wednesday nights. I try to mention it every time um, when I'm teaching my small groups Sunday mornings. Like I try to relate it just back to that, not to get too overly like this sounds weird, but like not too overly Jesus centric, and because obviously there's God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and they're mm-hmm. all equal and have power but it's so important for us to realize that because i think that's where a lot of the problems come straying from is that um even today like we were going through david and goliath and sunday sunday school this morning for my fourth and fifth graders and we're going through it and in the video first off i have a couple things about this video this video is they usually do great jobs on this and they did a good job on this one too but they're talking about david and goliath and first off they spent like five minutes talking about when david punched the lion you know what i'm talking about no exactly <laughs> david I, didn't punch I a lion i think it's in the bible but i'm it's a very small part but he's no telling, no no what happened was he was he's a shepherd yes so he was guarding his sheep he didn't yes. punch a lion he just killed it we don't know how okay killed the lion yeah. whatever they spent an inordinate about a time talking about this aspect of david's story like that is man. necessary so that was weird <laughs> to start with but number two in the part that i really focus on when it comes to the gospel is you know there's there's this aspect of and maybe you've heard this before because it's kind of come up lately but there's aspects of david and goliath where we kind of put ourselves in David's shoes, but really we shouldn't be putting ourselves in David's shoes. Like that's mm-hmm. what Jesus did for us was right. be David and defeat Goliath. That's, that's so definitely a, a societal like archetype yeah. that you, David Goliath is like, Oh, I'm facing a Goliath yeah, right now. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's, that's not really what it's about, but no. I think that's an example of w- just not prioritizing the right thing. And like thinking we have to handle it all and we have to do it all. Like, no, you don't have to do it all. Like it's, about what's been done like it's yeah. jesus what jesus did for you is what matters and so i think number one for my thing of things that we don't you know aren't thankful enough and that is a good thing to be thankful for this thanksgiving and especially as christmas comes after it is just like remembering as much as possible what the gospel means and mm-hmm. like what that actually did for us and does for us actively every single day because it's just it's so so easy it's the biggest thing in scripture but it's like the thing that is easiest to gloss over it's just like how crazy it is and it's especially because if you're you've been a christian for a long time or you grew up in church it's like you hear the gospel 
every single Christmas. Every, like you hear, yeah. like Jesus was born, yeah. and that's Christmas the, and Easter. Christmas, that's Easter, every time. Jesus died. And that's usually the time most people yeah. come to church. Too. And I every mean, time you hear it, it's the same exact thing. And yeah. that's when the complacency sits in. Yeah, and it's like that's that's not what you're supposed to do. Like, yes, remembrance. You yeah. have to remember. And people understand that, yeah. but people would get bored really quick yeah. because it's the same thing. I mean, it's not just like Jesus died for your sins. It's, it's dude, way more. Jesus than that. died for your sins. Yeah, like it is the biggest thing. All ever. of them, not not just not just the one you committed this morning. Yeah, but all of them you did past, Yesterday present, and, <laughs> and the ones you're going to commit. Yeah, every single one of them. Yeah, it's not like once you sin, you got to pray to him. Be like, hey, I sinned. Sorry. Yeah. It's all of it, yeah. every single bit, it's already been forgiven. Yeah. And we just gloss over the the importance and the seriousness of that mm-hmm. and how 100%. crazy agree. that is. Agree, totally. Um, totally agree. You want to you actually get into the podcast now? That's <laughs> true. Yeah, we, we started wrapping it back into it. So. We, we've been, uh, <laughs> I've been speaking my mind for 21 minutes now, man. Uh, we, should, we should probably start talking yeah, about good. a little bit of... It Other related things. It related. So, it does. It does relate. Um, it does relate. So, speaking on that, kind of to tie it into it, um, the thinking about the situation that we're in, like in the moment, mm-hmm. uh, I think that is something that is we're not definitely not thankful for enough um, because, and I think when I was we were talking about this beforehand, you know, we there's there's a lot of focus and we're asked a lot, especially at our college age and late high school age and young adult stage we are asked all the time what are you gonna do like what do you what do you want to oh, do when you get there no, and yeah. it's it's the worst question yeah, ever um, stop talking about it it's terrible but um we have to be asked that and we're asked it all the time and so there's that just question naturally inclines itself to the future and like people wanting to know about the future makes you think about the future the future is a good thing and then we talk a lot about, you know, where you where you've come from, like yeah. what your past is. What and, what high school did you come from? Yeah, where where did you go? Like where how did you grow up? What's your family? All that stuff. Uh, and yeah. do you know like but the question that is now in defense, the question that is asked the most but is never really thought about the most is the question how are you? How are you now? How are you doing how are you right doing? now? How are you doing? Like that's questions asked all the time. It's like the ultimate conversation opener but it is the question that the least amount of thought is always put into mm-hmm. how you doing good and i think it's yeah it's always just good oh i'm fine yeah everything's mm-hmm. good we never think about it but like the other two questions we really have to think about because like these people want a really good answer like we gotta you know maybe we have to impress them like we need to show them like we know what we're doing but like how are you doing right now it's like eh, i'm okay mm-hmm. but like that question and the present situation you're in is something no matter what it is, good or bad, storm or not storm, like that is something to be thankful for because it's where yeah. God's placed you right now. Um, and I just think about with my life, like everything's not going to be perfect all the time. Everything's not going to be going great exactly how you want it to be. But it's where God wants you to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what matters. And we should be thankful that God is one allow us to live in this moment. For sure. Um, and that we just take the amount of, like gratitude that is really necessary just to be like, wow, like, you know, even though things aren't great right now, like I know he's still God. And like, I'm going to be thankful for the fact that he's leading me through this no matter what. And even if like your situation, your current situation that you're in right now, even if it's bad, you know, you, you think about it and it's really, 
you there there are people who have it uh, worse than you. I, yeah. I know that's probably not what you want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> but you always like even if you're in a bad situation, know that God is using that situation to mold you into a person where yeah. you can use that yeah. situation as a building block for someone yeah. else. And there's always, yes, there's always someone worse than you and someone better than you in this current situation. Just be thankful for the one that you're in and know that that's important. Like where you are right now is important in your life. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm here and this, this part of my life is not important. Like it's always important. It's going to, yeah, it's going to affect you. And I, I mean, I think you can look back on times in your life in the past where you think in the moment you take yourself back and you're like, well, I don't really think that was big a deal, but like now here I am today yeah. remembering it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think that was big of a deal. Um, and so I think, I think that's really, really so important just because we get so focused culturally on what's to come and what has been and not enough on like, Hey, right now, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like legitimately, we talked a little bit about it on the past Wednesday night, just like you don't, and that's not a question you really have to lie about either. Like if you're not doing well, like, we can say like you're not doing well and like if a christian good christian person should be there to help that person and be able to support them (laughs) you want to hear a funny Um, story real quick so i well maybe it's not that funny it's kind of (laughs) mean but i i uh listened to a pastor one time a pastor a a christian pastor Mm -hmm. who was talking about this situation and he said he was at dinner with his wife and he was the waiter came up and it was like uh he said hey how you doing and the waiter was like awful. I'm doing horrible right now. And he made fun of the waiter because he was. He said, "I'm doing bad." It's like instead of just saying that, why don't wow. you have him sit down and you talk to him about it? He's like, "I just wanted to eat my dinner. I want to eat my dinner in peace." I was like, "Well, the dude's obviously <laughs> not doing well." Okay, it's like the least you could do as a Christian person is help the guy out by um, listening to him. I would agree with that. It's it's that's pretty tough. it's pretty sad. But sad. when you said that, that's what I thought of. Yeah. Is that stupid yeah. story. That is funny. Anyway, sorry. But anyway, but think about it seriously. Next time you ask that, or next time you ask, like, be like genuinely curious, and like I know, like sometimes you kind of got to maybe you got to fake that and whatever. I mean, that's, that's okay. Cause of course. I mean, you truly can like, f- if you fake something enough times, you really do make it. And, uh, like, yeah. Get, you fake you it till really, you make it. And it gets it. Like yeah. it really does become important. So, um, CS Lewis said, if you like something long enough, you'll, you'll love it. You'll pretend to, if you pretend to like something long enough, you love it. Seriously. Oh, that's uh, that's like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. A little bit. Kind of, not really. Kind of. Um, uh, the next thing that yeah. we sh- we should be thankful for, yeah. which really ties into what we're talking about, is yeah. three sub points. I guess They're, yeah, these are three little sub points. Yeah, there. that works. Yeah. Um, being thankful in the situation you're in and having someone ask you how you're doing mm-hmm. really helps, and it's really uh, easier to say uh, truthfully mm-hmm. when you have a friend, mm-hmm. when you have a serious yeah, like not just a like a buddy that you see. Mm-hmm. On, on Sundays or some some guy you see once a week or some guy you pass by in school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a serious friend who you talk to genuinely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, it's a very, I, I want to say rare thing to have. Yeah, to I mean, have I think, like I think some people, you know, some people have a lot of friends, some people don't have a lot of friends. and But I think no matter what, no matter how many people you have that you come into contact with that you would, maybe call friends mm-hmm. we could all probably think of one person who like if you needed to count on somebody like you know that's who it is even For if it's sure. your mom your dad your grandma granddad yeah. like it doesn't matter it like it doesn't have to so be, maybe yeah. so friend sometimes i think can sound like limiting like it has to be somebody your age like that's not what we're talking about of course like not. just somebody you can count on like 
that is a blessing. And like, think of them this Thanksgiving. Tell them this thanks. Text them this Thanksgiving. Say, hey, like, I'm thankful for you. Like, even if it's the bro to bro, and it might be a little weird at first to send that text. Like, just do it. Like, it's cool. <laughs> They're your bro. I have it uh, means a lot. <laughs> I know he's gonna listen to this podcast, but I'm gonna say it right now that <laughs> bro to bro, my my buddy Garrett, <laughs> you know, he he has like his uh, his um, he's like a what is it? like a stereotypical man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like he, his emotions are like, he doesn't like to, to show his emotions very much. Yeah. And I'm a very emotional, mm-hmm. uh, outgoing, yes. like fun guy. Yes. So I, <laughs> I, I pull that, those emotions out of him. And so when I, <laughs> when I say, I'm like, Garrett, I love you, bro. He looks at me, he says, thanks man. <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, man. But yeah, that like stuff like that, like having an awkward conversation with your bro, Mm-hmm. Is it's a solid thing to have, and ha- and even saying you're thankful for them is is really nice, mm-hmm. and it's it's really it, it goes a long way in the friendship, and it mm-hmm. makes it a lot deeper. It does. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, second second little sub point of situation, uh, which we kind of talked a little bit about earlier, but have like the ability to even have choices, mm-hmm. like is a blessing, like that you can say yes or no to things, and like usually something else is gonna open up. Like that's pretty incredible. Like yeah. that we have the ability to turn down things. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're not in such a desperate situation that we have to say yes, like, just to get off of feet. Like, oh, yeah. We're we're never, like, too far to where, like, we have choices. Like, and obviously we talked about how having too many choices and too many things is not good. Mm-hmm. But um, just the fact that we even have options is kind of incredible. And I think we can say that because this, this podcast isn't global because there's a lot of people in the world yeah. who don't have choices. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the people who are listening in, in the, the greater in the U.S., yeah, uh, the greater Georgia area, yeah, <laughs> like be happy that you have a choice and yeah. you are able to, you know, say no, 100%. say yes, because there are people who don't live in the U.S. who don't have a choice. Yeah. They they have to do this because yeah. if they don't, they'll die. Let's be honest. There's parts of the U.S. too where there's like that too. Sure, sure. But if you have the ability to listen to a podcast, you're probably not one of those people if you had if you had the choice <laughs> to listen to this podcast and you said yes we thank you thank we, you we are very thankful for you yep that made that all, choice all four of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all four of you. uh third third part of that this one uh, this sounds kind of stupid but like it is true too i think you know like just like that we can read and write it kind of goes off with that Damn, that's very underrated which like i can crack open a bible in english and read it i mean come on yeah, that's pretty cool. There's a, there's the a Bible's lot of not translated in every language. We know that, um, and there's a lot of people that are our age who don't know how to read or write. Yeah, um, like I was telling Ian at the beginning cool. of the po- uh, before the podcast started, it was like that guy in Downton Abbey who <laughs> couldn't read or write, but he was a really cool guy. But he felt like he was an idiot. Yeah, it's so the same type of thing. If you're a Downton Abbey guy, you you got that. Yeah, Downton Abbey man. It's, it's in it every hits. single podcast now. It hits. <laughs> slowly, slowly. Jacob's going to go back and edit every single podcast. Yep, that's right. I'm going to put I'm gonna put in <laughs> something about that now in every single uh, one of them. Um, and so last thing, and Jacob's going to kind of... I'll read like maybe... Read a couple verses three. to go with it. And this, the verses kind of go with what I'm about to say. But yeah. um, we, we live in a world now where we should go to church, obviously, as we spent the first 20 minutes talking about, um, and being genuine involved in it. But we live in a world where we can pull up sermons from people all over the world and listen to them. We live in a world where you can, you know, if something happens and we can't get to church that morning, we can, some churches, you can literally live stream it. I know Um, our church does that. Yeah, we do. I think we do now, yeah. Um, So we, we have the ability to 
listen and have so many opportunities to pour God's word into our heart more than any other time in the world, um, which is just such a big blessing. Yeah, you I got mean, no we excuse. Can, we can be, yeah. I mean, there's always a time where you can plug in your headphones and churches every single day. Good word into your mind. Um, so, Jacob, why don't you read us a few uh, verses to talk about thankfulness? This screen is really bright. Have it you is noticed? really bright. I just didn't notice. I that. didn't think it Half was that your bright. Face is glowing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, okay. So the first, the first uh, passage that I'm going to read is First Thessalonians five fifteen. Uh, Give thanks in all circumstances for for this is the will of God uh, in Jesus Christ for you. Yeah. So we'll throw out that says five eighteen. By the way. Oh, what did I say? You said fifteen. Fifteen. Oh. Yep. Oh, it merged together. <laughs> five eighteen. First Thessalonians five eighteen. Um, but that's that ties into exactly what you're what we're talking about is being thankful in your circumstance, being yeah, thankful where 100%. you are right now. Yeah. Uh, because God gave that to you. That's mm-hmm. that's God's gift. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 107.1. There we go. Nailed it. First Psalm <laughs> 107.1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Uh, his steadfast love endures forever. Yeah. Do you know that song? That is a good song, yeah. Love, love endures, endures forever. forever. Yeah, that's, that's a good song. That's solid. Let's put that in the... Let's make that the intro okay. song. Okay. Do you we'll think see. we'll get copyrighted? Yeah. We get in trouble? Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Let's not do that. <laughs> uh, and then the last one, Ephesians 5.20. Uh, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So everything is made by God. Everything is love is uh is uh in the image of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and we should just give thanks to that. Yeah. Give, I'm pretty sure. Give thanks to everything, man. I'm pretty sure that made him that verse makes me think of it. But I'm pretty sure that's like the one thing Paul said in like every single one of his salutations, of all his letters was give thanks. And give thanks like to be thankful, and which I think is pretty cool. Maybe it's not the only thing. Don't quote me on that, but I'm. Kind of that's a really cool thing that Paul does, yeah. if if that's true, if it's yeah. right. I know he does in a lot of them because I remember reading them. Did you just say salutations? Yeah, that's that's one word that okay. <laughs> this is a completely off topic, <laughs> uh, but when oh, people, good. we're done. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> when people come in, when people come in work, I you're supposed to like greet them, like hey, how you doing? What can you we say salutations? When I leave? say greetings, salutations, <laughs> every single time, and then when I have to answer the phone. I'm so close to saying salutations, but I don't, I'm afraid that it's going to be like... Get you fired? Yeah. Which you have history because, of. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have people who call in like that are um, uh-huh. that work for Guitar Center to see if we say the right things. Yeah. So if I say salutations, I don't want to get like in big trouble. <laughs> um, anyway. That's funny. Um, we'll end with out of context Bible verse. Um, where to go? There it is. All right. So uh, we are in uh, Amos 4. I realize, We realized earlier that... Uh, whenever I look for out of context Bible verse, I go straight to the minor prophets, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. But um, so we're in Amos four, uh, verse ten today. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, it says, "I sent among you a pestilence after the manner of Egypt. I killed your young men with the sword and carried away your horses, and I made the stench of your camp go up into your nostrils. Yet you did not return to me." And here's the best part: declares the Lord. Uh, oh, God said that. So uh, yeah. God made the camp smell bad. So apparently he killed young men with a sword. With his carried sword? away the horses. It says the sword. So no, oh, the sword. sword carried away horses. Like I just horses. I just imagine mm-hmm. horses just like started levitating. I was like God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I don't say he caused the camp to smell, but he made them smell it. Oh, it says so I maybe. made the stench of your camp go up into you know your what? nostrils. You know what I think it is? What? I'll tell you right now. It's because they don't shower oh. and they just got used to uh-huh. their bo but smell. Then God was like, "Hey, knock knock," and then Remember? he like changed the brain, yeah. the, the brain 
decision in their mind to tune it out, yeah. and it just went up. And they're like, yeah. oh, what is that smell? Wow. And then after all that, they didn't return to him. But what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. You have to look yeah. it up and see. Find out. Read Amos. Well, Amos what? Amos 410. You say it two syllables? Amos. A- yeah. Amos? I just say Amos. I think it's going to be either way. Famous Amos? Yeah. Okay. That's true. Anyway. Maybe it is. Anyways, uh, that is the podcast rambling. for today. Um, and uh, we will see you next week. And we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Catch you on the flippity flip. Happy Cap- Thanksgiving. Catch you on the flippity flip. <laughs>